Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me and Nick on most platforms at HyperClean Store. Best way to get in touch, though, go interact at the HyperClean Specialist Facebook group or send us a text direct 918-800-1188. And this is the Community Pub, and I'm diving into Dos Equis. Uh, I made a mistake the other day of having some over at my brother-in-law's house. And uh, then my girlfriend, uh, she she got some, uh, actually now fiance, uh, and uh, she got some the other night and we might have drank too much. And I was like, okay, they're just super delicious. You just constantly can't put them down. I love Dos Equis. Like, why not? I'm ready for a little Dos Equis and lager on the community pub. So welcome, guys. Hey, Ben. As I said a second ago, man, good to see you. Uh, introduce yourself. Hadn't, hadn't met you before. Well, Ben, you're on. Uh, you got to unmute yourself there. Oh, there we go. I'm unmuted. Um, I don't know. I, I stepped away from uh, detailing itself a little while ago because I fleet wash now for commercial fleets. And then uh, every once in a while, I try and detail when I can. Uh, I know you guys focus more so on uh, exteriors and polishing and a lot of people are like, no, nah, I don't want to do interiors, but that's what I'm known for in my neighborhood. And uh, I don't know. Interesting, man. Well, thanks for hopping into the community pub. Uh, you were showing uh, some fleet washes you were doing earlier, some semis and all that. I've definitely done my fair share. We, we were talking the other day because we've got a new prep soap coming out and uh, I used it and went, you know what? this is going to be amazing for fleet washing. It's, <laughs> it really cuts down everything off the paint. It's, and it's safe at the same time. Like it, it's very, it's, <laughs> it's very user-friendly and we had a lot of fun with it. And I, I'm excited to see what it does into fleet washing because I did very well washing. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of container supply or pipe pipe supply stuff here. And we, we cleaned a lot of those on a regular basis. It was a lot of fun. Is it, to me, I thought it was good money. I mean, you, you spray them down with soap, you brush them up, you rinse them off, put on some tire shine, clean the, the rims, and you're good to go. Um, I hardly even do that. Like uh, for this account here, I have to brush the trucks every every time, every other time, um, only because this guy is quite particular. I'm here twice a week, though. So the trucks stay relatively clean, I guess. I don't know. They still look horrible for only being a few days since I last washed them. But uh most of my other accounts, I just uh, spray it with soap, rinse it, and run away. Hmm. Yeah, I, not too many people would in, would uh, would think of that that's a great way to to run a business. But man, it you got regular customers on; they don't ever go away. They they love the service, and it's to me, I always made really great money on it. Right, I'd like uh, most of my accounts now are like forty five bucks a truck, and then if I can average for other accounts, not this one uh three to five trucks an hour it's not a bad day it's not a bad day at all you're absolutely right uh brandon i i think if you've done some fleet washing or i can't i can't remember no not fleet washing i i work on like race trailer and race team trucks and stuff 
All right. Who, who here's done some other fleet washing? Lucas? Lucas is a hell no, but we got a Dustin with his hands up. Dustin, what type of fleet washing have you done? Yeah, man. So um, we do the Chase Bank mobile unit. It's a big Peterbilt, pretty nice unit. Uh, so I did some other fleet washing on some semis and stuff. I actually looked into building a, um, a Pressure Pro uh, hot, hot water unit and jumping on with uh, Hydrochem and using their products because – with fleet washing, you can do what they call a two-step, um, which you're using high pH soap. Um, so basically, there's no brushes there. And that's what a lot of fleet wash guys do. And that's why you can clean a truck for 45 bucks. Because like he was saying, you know, you can knock out a ton of them in a day if you do the two-step. Because you're dealing with high pH soaps that basically strip all that. Uh, he probably knows more about it than I do, but I definitely looked into going that route, but you see where we're at. And, uh, I, I like being in the shop. Yeah. I too cold, too cold. It, one thing we did say, Dustin, interesting. We did say, uh, we thought the prep soap would do really well at for definitely in your neck of the woods is, is trailers is, uh, RVs and you might have a bike that it would do really, really well on. I got a couple of them floating around the garage. I actually just bought another one. So uh, I saw that. I yeah, saw that. that. That's a big market for me. We've been selling uh, TRX um, to our motorcycle, dirt bike, off-road guys. Um, and, and so far, they're really loving it. I had a customer reach out. Maybe you guys know what this product's called. I've never heard of it. Um, he's calling it HA. I have never heard of HA. But he said, wow, the TRX works so much better than the HA that I was using. And blown away by it. And he's got a bunch of KTM adventure bikes and, you know, whatever else. So uh, TRX has been good to us. So I'm looking forward to that, uh, that soap you've got coming out. Yeah. Cool, man. How's right. the week? What's, uh, what's everything like up there? Is the weather cleared? Because we were freezing cold last week. But this week I got the top off the Jeep. The windows are down and we're in the mid seventies, man. I, I'm loving life. Yep. 70 here, man. 70 here. We were washing an RV today and uh, it was nice. T-shirts and jeans, man. Loving it. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Maybe up there in uh, Syracuse, is it warming up a little bit? Have you cleared it yet? Or it's still brutal up there. It was warming up for an eco one wash on the work truck. It was oh, about yeah? 36. <laughs> so yeah, I got that done. And I wish I had a soap like you guys are coming out because you guys are talking about fleet wash. When I was a diesel tech for extra cash, I would wash the aluminum trailers with acid wash outside and spray them off. I wish I had a soap to use instead of that. That was a nightmare. No, I think on those tanks, you got to use acid. Yeah, yeah, it was it was not fun. Yeah, we would if we had stacks, we would brush it. We would get a little bucket and, and dilute the acid down a little bit. And then we would brush up those uh, you, that's the, really the only way to get those clean. It really well, is. I mean, they're so big too. When you clean them, there's acid going all over your face, all over your clothes. Well, so minor details, man. Minor details. <laughs> oh, oh God. Minor details. Uh, I, uh, speaking of acid, my most interesting acid, uh, uh, oopsie was not, uh, some guys at a car wash where, you know, we, we had a brand new Ferrari come through and they acid, they sprayed acid all over them. Not, not that one. Um, Actually, the, the craziest for me was when I was a mobile detailer 
probably still in year number one, having a bit of a tough time. Uh, you know, you know, first six months is always tough, especially when you just quit your job and you've never run a business and you're just trying to figure out how to survive. And, and I got offered, uh, to, since I had a power washer come try and power wash this guy's house seems simple enough, right? It was a new build. They put a little bit too much, uh, mortar on. They were trying to do this, what they call a new England look. And they just, they, they put too much mortar on. So it was like a, a mortar look. Well, the power washer didn't work. And so the, the buddy of mine that was trying to help me out, you know, he said, Hey, if, if you put muriatic acid on it, it, it'll help it and it'll help kind of strip it down and then you can do it. Well, some of that, it worked. Some of it, you still had to brush. And then this was a house that was two stories and you had to get on this, you know, what is it? 18 foot ladders and climb all the way up to the top. So I strapped one of those home Depot pump sprayers that goes on your back. I pumped it full of acid and was climbing up and down this ladder and spraying this house down with acid I was fully covered. I even bought that protective gear. I brought everything. I got home and I went to pull my shirt off. And I just, oh, and I still, I mean, I've got a scar. I mean, it, it, I, I, I ate a hole into my skin. Fortunate enough, I, you, we got it all diluted down, I guess, in the right time and maybe not enough, but I mean, that, it was deep. And, and I, 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 I just kept going. You might think that I would have quit the job, but I didn't. <laughs> I needed the cash and I just kept going. I showed up the next day. I put, pat, you know, padding on and, and just kept right on going. Fortunately, I only had a couple more days to go. So uh, acid can be crazy. Uh, Dave, what about you, brother? Have you gotten into fleet washing? No, maybe. Uh, I've done some fleet washing with, uh, you know, more buses, buses for nursing homes and stuff. I've done quite a few of the campuses local here. That most campuses only have three or four buses, a few vans. Oh, all right. I see yeah, John's uh, on, but I, I don't see his face. I don't know if John's done any fleet washing. Fleet washing is good. I, th I think it's a, a I good... Have. Okay, cool, John. What type of fleet washing have you done, man? Well, uh, we, we, uh, we had to go out to... Uh, the, uh, basically the salt salt mines in Colorado and uh, we had to use a, a heated power washer with uh, a petroleum mix with acid in it that actually would break down the salt trucks um, after they uh, worked all night uh, we got got to be the lucky ones to go through and uh, wash all those salts before they stored them back mm. well that would have been interesting right that's a that's a that's a crazy mixture. It was an old time mixture that someone had told us, and, and uh, it seemed to break things down and, and uh, lubricate things, is what the old timer said, and we never questioned it because it worked and it got us out of the cold quick. Yeah, it didn't matter that he had a tweak and a an itchy eye, right? Well, I there's a lot of times those those guys have the best formulas there's no doubt all right one of the things we want to talk about tonight <clears throat> not in a political view whatsoever uh but more of how does it impact us if there's a theory 
the how it could impact us in the auto detailing world in car care. Um, you know, if if things continue to transpire, you know, what happens if people are talking about that WW3, right? What could happen if it doesn't continue and, you know, process goes on? We don't know, right? How does how does something in another part of the world affect us? This was the same question we asked during Corona. For those of you that were in the community, you remember we talked about it. Like when something happens in another part of the world, how does it begin to impact us here in car care? Inside of Corona, boy, it impact us in a really awesome way, right? Like I don't think everybody expected to have the year that everybody did. I mean, it just... Everybody needed their car clean. That's why we were like, get out there and clean cars. Like, go clean things, right? Like, that's what we should be doing. And it impacts us in a very positive way. I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on how maybe the war, uh, if it does or doesn't, begin to impact the industry. I know many people are already talking about gas prices or inflation and everything economy-wise. Derek, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, uh, as, as we've chatted about it, I mean, how does it begin to impact you? Um, I was thinking at least, I mean, I, I don't, I don't watch the news like religiously, so I just kind of get my information here and there, but, uh, gas prices was one I've definitely heard a lot. Um, the only thing that that's going to be a little interesting is, um, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to get too into speculation and stuff, but it's like, what if, you know, they cut off the pipeline and stuff, and then we end up like the, whatever we get from the, you know, that part of the world is, um, cut off must it's definitely going to be raising prices on a lot of stuff i mean gas is already you know around me almost four dollars a gallon you know imagine that kind of trickles down to different you know supply chains for for everything so i could i could see a lot of stuff going up and i could have sworn some of the some of the chemicals we were getting some of the silicones i think are, are coming from you know europe and stuff may affect us here at all at all so but uh, that's all I'm really thinking. It's just gas is going to be a big, a big deal for me because I've already seen it gone up quite a bit near me. And that's even my local place. Like I used to go to Quick Check right here is almost $4 a gallon. That is true about the silicone. I, I need to go check into that. What part of somewhere over in, in Eastern or Western Europe, somewhere, I, apologies, I don't, I don't know my geography over there. There is a silicone spot where people started to find a new, a new bead in a sense of silicone. So that is a great point that you bring up. I forgot about that. Yeah, we'll have to go check and see where that is and how it will begin to impact. We were already starting to have those silicone scares, yeah. uh, but it seemed to correct it itself. But then now does it uncorrect itself? I'm not sure. That's a, that's a great point. It's a great point. Uh, what about you, Lucas? How do you feel? Um, well, regard, aside from like complete full-on engaging with the u.s nuclear war worst case scenario where everyone's just fucked i think the thing that'll affect our industry the most <clears throat> all of the most of the chips that are used in new automobiles and a lot of technology that's in automobiles a lot of those chips come from taiwan and taiwan gets a lot of the materials for those chips from ukraine so a lot of the material supply to the chip manufacturers that are already behind from what I heard on the news is going to be almost entirely cut off. And then um, I heard also that China's looking at the uh, same kind of deal Putin did with Ukraine doing to Taiwan. So if that happens, then we're really going to have to start looking at some other options for chips, which is going to slow the 
I think will slow the auto market down as a whole, which, you know, we'll have to adjust further based upon how we're all operate our businesses. But that's, I think that's something to look out for. Hmm. Interesting perspective. I, I didn't know there was a tie between the chips and Ukraine and Taiwan. I mean, take it with a grain of salt. That's just what I heard on the radio a couple of days ago. So who knows? But that that's that's what I heard. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's there, there's probably a, a, a no doubt, right? Like China's going to do their thing. Yeah, like, I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a crazy time, like to go through Corona and then I go through this. Like it's it's we got a lot to have to navigate. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, that's crazy. I didn't know that there was that tie. Brandon, what about you? What, what's your thoughts? How how's it begin to impact you? I think there's a lot of things to consider. Uh, but first of all, um, in all honesty, it's been hard for me to even think about anything else because it's it's fucking crazy what they're going through. And my heart and thoughts go out to the Ukrainian people. It's insane. I'm actually, I'm trying to donate as much as I can afford to donate uh, what I'm making because it hits home. It's hard to think about anything else. It's those kids, those families, I couldn't imagine. But as far as it affecting our industry, um, I think same thing. There's going to be a lot of people that aren't thinking about spending money with us. They're thinking about more important things. They're thinking about their family, what's about to happen. I think that's going to affect us. And then also Ukraine is one of the most, it's the richest country in Europe for natural resources. So magnesium, everything. There's so much going on there with food, natural resources that are in all the products we use, the tools we use, uh, the electric tools we use. It's definitely going to affect all of us. There's no doubt about it. And then if we don't open a pipeline ourselves or do anything for America, everything's just going to raise in price with everything, electricity, gas, oil, fuel, everything. So it's just not going to stop. It's going to be a nightmare. In World War II, when that happened, all the resources we had went to our war. So as far as any other industry, you're on the back burner. So if that happens, detailing companies aren't going to get all these products and natural resources they have to make these for us because it's all first priority to the military. So I don't know. Messed up situation. Yeah. Uh, That's, that is true too, right? Like there's going to be a lot of resources that go out of the, yeah. Ben, what, what do, what do the Canadians believe? What, what do you guys hear up there? How does it begin to infect, you know, impact you? Is, is that a thing that you guys talk about? Um, I don't know. I just kind of work and I'm like, I, I listen, I got most of my news and stuff from uh, listening to podcasts, which is how I came about uh, finding you guys. Actually, it was Greg Masterson that uh, said he was on one of your podcasts. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll give you guys a listen. And then uh, I've been catching up. I got uh, another nine to go until I'm uh, caught up till today's podcast. And then uh, start listening to the ones back. But um, up here, I noticed that uh, our pump prices are ridiculous. Like four bucks a gallon, I wish. Uh, <laughs> I got, uh, we're on the metric system, obviously. Uh, last night on my way home, I passed by a gas station that was $1.86.9 per liter. So times that by like three point or one, 
yeah, 3.64 or something like that is how many liters are in a gallon. And then uh, it adds up fast. <laughs> At what, six? Almost six bucks? Uh, that sounds pretty close, right? Somewhere I mean, good there. enough, right? Like like horseshoes <laughs> and hand it's grenades. Ridiculous. Good enough. Um, uh, for me, I as it was when I first started uh, doing the fleet washing, I started at the beginning of uh, Corona. And then uh, the pump price then, well, what I was paying anyways, was like 68 cents a liter for fuel. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then uh, now for it to triple from when I first started. And then uh, as it is, I'm spending like 400 bucks a week in fuel between uh, this big bastard and um, my daily driver. And 400 a week. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> right. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm going to feel like I don't think um, as long as we don't get conscripted to go to uh, war here, which I hope we don't. I hope there's not a world war anyways. I don't think Russia's stupid enough to decide to go into a NATO country and uh, not a we can dream, right? <laughs> um, but for me, for what I do, you know, uh, some of the craziness is just like what we talk about. If China does their thing, you know, Ukraine was asking for a no fly and, and they were begging when I when I heard a, an article, they were begging for a no fly zone to help them be protected from airstrikes. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, but then that's basically the U.S. and the U.N. They can't do their stuff and then. It would basically then them be telling Russia they can't what like and then then that would lead us into it. Right. Like then the head guys would start fighting and then we'd dominoes would go from there. I mean, there's so many things that could happen. It, it's it, it's crazy. Julian, what about you? What's what's it like over in your neck of the woods uh, out there on the West Coast? What what are people thinking? How it would impact uh, the community? How it would impact uh, detailing and car care? What's, what's the main question? Can you repeat that? Well, just we're talking about the Ukraine-Russia circumstance with the war that they're going through and how it could, you know, impact us uh, here uh, in car care. Because, you know, as things cross the, the world always do impact us, like corona impacted us, like other things, like we will be impacted. And just curious what your thoughts are and how it does for car care. Okay. As far as that goes with car care, um, oof, you know, with... Ukraine and with this crisis going on right now, as far as that goes, if it gets any worse to a point, I mean, it's going to affect pricing um, for services, um, especially for a lot of small business owners for car care. As far as for products concerned, I'm not someone that's really experienced in that as far as for how that goes with pricing. I'm pretty sure what I've heard so far is there's inflation and with the pricing for products, it's going to be more expensive. And if it goes any further, I mean, car care is basically one of those things. I guess you'd say those businesses in a sense, um, it's kind of the first one out to go. If there is actually going to be a World War III, uh, that would be happening and we're affected, especially with the American car care business. If our prices are too high, is that what you mean? If our prices are too high? No. What I'm trying to say is uh, if the Ukraine crisis gets any worse and we're involved in America as far as for with the war, um, that's really just going to affect our for, for just day-to-day business for car care. And that's just going to require us in the sense where we have to pivot differently and move differently with that type okay. of 
situation. I'm not sure how you would do it, but no, I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. I have no, no idea. idea. Never, ex- never expected this at all. Dustin, what are your thoughts, man? Curious about you, your thoughts. Oh boy, uh, man. I, I've got thoughts all over the place on this one. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. Uh, I definitely think we'll see a lot more shortages and stuff like that. I, I think it's going to be a short conflict. Honestly, I think a, a month from now, this thing might be gone. Uh, however, at the same time, we need to be more dependent on our own resources here in the United States. Uh, the first thing our all, almighty president did was shut down the Keystone Pipeline. Uh, that, and now they're saying, hey, whatever that red girl's name is that works under the Biden administration said, we need to become dependent on our own resources. Well, no shit. Like, that's why we're seeing $4 a gallon here. Uh why are we so dependent on these other countries? I, so I think some of this conflict needs to happen and maybe it'll hurt us a little bit here in the United States to kick. Uh, and, and then maybe these politicians will do something about it. We can take steps to uh, becoming more dependent on everything that we have here um, and bring a lot of manufacturing back to the States and, you know, mainly our energy. Why are we focused on all the stuff over there when we've got it here? Because they're so go green. They want the green energy. That's why Uh, the whole administration is so stubborn and they won't change their mind because that was their plan all along. So they can't admit they're wrong. Well, and it's all of Europe, too. The reason Europe is Russia has Europe by the balls because like 40 percent of all European energy comes from Russia because they've been shutting down all their coal and oil, coal and oil operations. Uh, it, it could go all kinds of crazy ways. I'm curious from Nick. Uh, Nick, what, what's it like over at Tesla? What's Tesla talking about? Interesting what, uh, what Lucas said earlier, how you know Ukraine supplies Taiwan with chips, parts, and Taiwan so, does all the, the chips. So what, what's it like with you guys? Because you make your own chips, right? We do. I, I don't know the exact details of where they get their stuff, but this whole chip shortage hasn't changed us at all because we make our own, but I don't know if that's a labor issue or a supply issue. Um, I do anticipate that we'll all stay steady and whatnot, but what we said about power coming from Russia, then money's on us. We got solar. So we'll see where that goes. Hmm. So that's, that's, that's your hope, huh? Yeah, hopefully we'll. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't really <laughs> thought about too much. Honestly, I haven't, what? I haven't dwelled on it at all. I'm just kind of okay. I mean, it's 2022. People have social media. This isn't World War II where you can, you know, people are connected. The people in Russia are are, are obviously not wanting this as much as they're they're not wanting this war. Just like everybody else in in the world is not wanting the war. It's really just the Russian government versus Ukraine or whatever. So you can see the videos of, of the Russians just giving up. And that's the thing that was, in my opinion, totally unexpected. So yeah, I don't but, think but was it, but the question was like, what does it have to do with, with us and car care? It's where, do you, like where do you think it impacts us? Uh, pricing and materials, supply issues. Uh-huh. So, cool. 
same thing everybody else has said. We all know Ukraine's a big, big powerhouse when it comes to materials and in that portion of the world and really the whole world. So I do anticipate some some increase in pricing in in products. Um, yeah. Interesting. All right, Dustin, how's uh, how's everything going up there once the weather broke and you, you said that you've been out moving and going? Uh, what's your thoughts on what's the future over this next part of the going into spring and summer? Because as the weather breaks here, I think there's a lot of people out and about getting their cars cleaned up. Derek, I know you said you're you're pretty busy. Uh, there's a lot of people that say they're busy, but then some people are struggling, too. So what what's it look like up there? You know, what's what's the community of car care look like going into spring and what's everybody excited about? Uh, man, I think it's healthy. I think we're going to have a really good year to back up last year um, all over in the detailing industry, especially with the weather breaking. Um, I I've had 20 phone calls this morning. I can't keep up. I wish I could hire, I need to hire like two people, but, uh, that's awesome, man. I think we've got a healthy year coming on, man. Uh, with the shortage of vehicles, people are investing into these older vehicles. They don't mind spending some money for some coatings and stuff like that. I I've been coding some vehicles that are, you know, five, eight years old. And I always get the response. Well, given the current market, I'm going to keep this thing a little bit longer. So I want to put some money into it and keep it nice. Uh, I've got a 2022 GMC Sierra uh, Duramax diesel right here behind me. It came straight from the dealership here. And a customer said, my passenger side power seat <laughs> does not work. They gave me a $50 gift card and told me that the chip to control that seat would uh, come in probably May. $50 gift card. Here you go. Sorry, your seat doesn't work, but uh, we'll get a hold of you when we get it. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Uh, a $50 gift card. $50 gift card, man. That's oh. it. Sorry about it, but here's your truck. Uh, it doesn't function all the way, but uh, we'll give you a shout later this year. Hope we get your chip. <laughs> and and you mentioned something that is it's an interesting take, which I think it's the positive side that we should hang our hats on, right? Like if time gets tough, everything keeps going up. <clears throat> people should, right. Want to just keep their cars longer, right. They should then want to keep them maintained. They should then want to keep them in the best value that they can. Yeah. We're seeing what? that. I mean, I had an 18 Toyota Corolla in here earlier. It had like 90,000 miles on it customer came in he wanted an interior detail and uh, decided he wanted uh, uno on the vehicle as well so he dropped it off i called him back said hey just did this assessment on this thing you've got a couple major chips in the hood can you pick up some touch-up paint i'll fill these in for you and we'll get it coated so uh, people are wanting to invest in these older vehicles i like to see it and uh, you know as you guys know i drive an 07 <laughs> went from a 13 to an 07. I'm not about these new vehicles neither. Not right now, given the current market. Now, somebody is into some new vehicles, Mr. Walters. Uh, good to see you tonight. What's up, fellas? What's up, Nick? How's, how's things in Vegas? Oh, it's good, man. I mean, we uh, we had 80, what, 85 degrees at the shop today. So, you know, short sleeves and everybody kind of wondering uh, – like you guys, is the weather going to, is it here to stay? You know, have we, have we broken through the winter time and are we headed for a bunch of warm weather? 
what are your thoughts uh, coming into spring and summer? What the industry going to head up and boom? There's excitement, or do you think uh, it kind of falters away with all the prices and all the tough think, times that could be coming? I think it depends on what part of the market you're in and where you're at. You know, uh, we are hearing a lot, or I am. Uh, I got a lot of contacts in the film part of the industry. They got shops struggling. You know, big PPF jobs, or you know, you know that part of the industry is really, really, really. Uh, anchored into new cars and so you know especially exotics you got what four thousand cars that just you know caught fire on a boat those are i think bentleys and porsches and you know how true it is what the inventory is nobody really knows i mean people can act like they know but you know the guys at porsche and, and the vw group they're the ones that know uh i don't think it was a bunch of exotics uh from my understanding maybe some some, you know, spider box, you know, boxer spiders, things like that. But, you know, maybe some GT cars, but I, it depends on where you're at. You know, Dustin Stanley's talking about it from a very different angle than where most people chase. Most people chase all new cars, come in, get a coating package, get film, get all that. That market's definitely already down. Uh, and you can only, you can see that by Expel. Uh, Expel, the biggest player in that market, has completely gone with a new model at the beginning of 2022 they're just signing up anybody like they just they had bad numbers at the end of last year they're panicked uh so i think it's going to depend on what part of the market you choose to focus on here the next you know year to two years if you're good at servicing quick one steps uh things like that you know refurbishing old cars for a very valuable price i think you're going to do fine but there's no doubt the ticket price and detailing is going to come down drastically especially those that are heavily into film and those kind of things. Well, Brandon from Shawshank. Uh, what's this? You, you know about the, the, all the Porsches going under. Yeah. I was very lucky that um, I have some clients waiting for them to come in so I can ceramic coat them and none of them were my clients, but the dealerships told me a couple of the Volkswagens had stores had uh, some issues with that boat that went down but the porsche store didn't lose any so we lucked out so nick what happened to the boat do you know just caught fire yeah it just they just i guess they had some kind of fire it just sunk i think today finally went completely yeah. underwater uh i know some guys yeah. that lost some porsches uh you know nothing you know nothing that's that important to them they'll just put be put right back in the build sheet um but they i know a guy that had was on order since august and his I think was... it was mostly Cayennes, but the problem is there was some GTSs on there, which are hard to come by, which I'm yeah. sure you know. So, yeah, yeah the, uh, the, you know, again, it's not going to affect anything. You know, it's not enough cars to affect the world. That's, that's you know, people getting real crazy with some things. Oh, this boat went down. We're going to have more of a shortage. It's like, no, the shortage doesn't, that doesn't matter. Um, but, you know, I, I shared this story. We had a guy pick up a truck kind of like Dustin Stanley the guy showed up for an F-150 at an order. They handed him a key, no push button start. They have, uh, no telescopic boom on the, on the steering wheel. That's all now back to an old lever. The passenger seat had no electronics and they looked at him and said, yeah, that's the price without these electronics, take it or leave it. We'll sell it in five minutes. So, and what was it? It was something like sixty grand, right? Yeah, fifty-eight thousand. 
Oh. <laughs> I know. They, what what else, Derek? I mean, I mean what I else do you say? Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, that's terrible. He was in a position, and, and this is where car consumers are pretty interesting. I, I don't want to take it too far away from detailing, but this is where the psyche is so interesting to me. He's bitching and moaning, but he had a truck. He already, he still had one that he liked, but it's in his psyche he needs to get a new truck every so often. And so he signs for the truck, which was a mistake, and he just bitches about it. And, you know, to me, I would just be like, hey, you know what? You guys want to do business this way? I understand the market. No big deal. I wouldn't be pissed at the dealership. You know, I, I've told this to people before and you get a bunch of texts all the time. When you understand dealerships just are there to move a card into your hands, you know what their part of the market is. And now they have all the leverage. Marty, you've looked at cars. I went and test drove a car. I mean, they don't care. They, they do not. If everybody thought they didn't care before, think about it now. Like, it, it's, it's take it or leave it. And I've shared this on the podcast. They're not letting people sit in the waiting rooms here, even though COVID's over. They don't even want their customers there. Oh, you're getting your car service? We'll give you a lift ticket. Get out of here. You can take an Uber home. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't want to deal with your nonsense while we're servicing your car. It's just wild stuff, man. I still have yet to get good feedback from a salesman. I got a one car that they sent back over, right? When before in history, you always got bombarded bombarded if you walked out the next days they were hitting you nonstop. not now i had to ask hey is there any more cars coming through that we should look at like <laughs> it's crazy uh julian what about you man what's your thoughts of spring summer uh, what do you think the industry is going to be positive about right like where do you think the industry is going to go i really think it's going to go in a positive direction um but you know I really believe there's going to be an oversaturation of PPF film of every shop becoming a one-stop shop. Um, it's pretty common over here in the Bay area. We have many shops that started as detail shops and then went from that coding route and then jumped into the PPF route. And then some are even doing tent route too. Um, there's a high overhead when it comes to that type of stuff, uh, especially when doing PPF at the first, you know, for a few months, four or five months, even the first year. And, what I see for the industry is going to be like automotive protection, like new car automotive protection specialists. Um, and that's pretty common. Uh, I haven't done that personally with my business yet. Um, currently, we're just doing ceramic coatings and refurbishing, you know, cars, of course, and doing restorations. Um, but other than that, that's where I'm seeing a big trend at right now, basically auto protection. Okay, cool, man. Looks like uh, our, our South Carolinian has joined us. Uh, good to see old Brandon Tim's back. It's been a couple of weeks, brother. What's going on? Hey, man. Uh, what do you think the industry looks like in your, your neck of the woods uh, coming into spring and summer? You know, is it heading in the positive direction? Are you excited about it? Or is everybody concerned and kind of pulling backwards into defense mode? I mean, I've had probably two of the best weeks I've ever had. And it's, you know, only February. So I, mean, I think it's going in a good direction, um, especially people keeping their cars for as long as they are. You know, they're, they're, they don't want somebody to keep it up for them. So, I mean, I think we'd only, as a detailer, be more valuable. So. All right, man. 
Well, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Brandon from Shawshank. What about you? What are your thoughts? I, I personally think it's going to be a big boom year. Um, I'm uh, finalizing my LLC to bring a couple guys on. I'm also working on a 4,000 square foot shop and want to get in the PPF myself. I just, um, I touched my hands on a car that came from the high end speed shop in the area. They just spent half a mil on a new detail and PPF department. It was a really, really bad job. So it's needed in this area. So I want to definitely get into that myself. Cool. Brandon from Tim's apologies, man. Congratulations. You said you've had some two great weeks, man, brother. Congratulations. I want to tell you that. Nice it, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas, what about you? What are your thoughts? Uh, where does spring and summer go? Well, I think it's here. I mean, we hit 30 degrees last week and sun came out for the first time since October and freaking my phone blew off the hook and I'm booked out till April now. It's ridiculous. And what happens as soon as the weather turns just a little bit up. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, all right, Derek, I think it's time. It's time for the, uh, tab out question of the night. I love the video uh, that you posted. Uh, what what Derek's going to start doing is in the Hyperclean Specialist group on Facebook, he's going to post a tab out question so everybody can start interacting there and uh, letting us know their answer to the question. And uh, his little video, he was popping in saying hi. It was, it was super <laughs> funny, Derek. Uh, all right, man. What is the tab out question of the night? All right, guys. So, uh, like I said, I, I'm going to post them on uh, the Facebook group first. You guys want to answer them on there if you can't make it to the pub. But uh, here we go. So you're about to do a, uh, a detail. Um, it's for, you know, it's not your highest end package, but, you know, it's uh, like a mid-grade, but you're about to do a detail. And the conversation of, uh, you know, payment comes up and the customer goes, oh, I'm not going to be able to pay you, you know, in, in money. You're about to be able to pay you. And, and so what type of uh, alternative payment would you accept for the detail? All right. So no cash and no, uh, you, you can't do Bitcoin because I know, I know there's going to be one answer of, well, I took, uh, I took uh, some Crypto, type of uh, Dogecoin or something. Yeah. Or what's that other one? There's that other one, but either way, you can't Ethereum. go that way. Ethereum. Uh, Ethereum. Yeah. yeah. Ethereum. So you have done this before you took yeah, trade so, for something. What did you take trade for? So I've done, I've done two. Uh, I had one of my customers, it, it's a friend, but I've done her car twice and uh, I've accepted beer and wings. That was like her whole thing. She would, she would make me wings and she'd get me a case of beer and I would I'd be like, you know what? And I do the car. The last two times the car was really effed up. So I was like, listen, like I can get to actually pay me. Um, and then I had a guy who, uh, he was a graphic designer. He actually made my shirts and, you know, at the end of the detail, we coded this guy's Raptor and he comes out and he goes, Oh yeah. You know, you know, comes out with like a, the printed hat and stuff, a, a coat, we have my logo on it. And I was like, cool, but I mean, it's some actual money. Like, but so it was a little weird, but yeah, I've done it twice. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've always traded food. So whether it's been at the car wash or whether it's been in the mobile detail side, I've always traded food. Uh, we've set up with uh, pizza shops or uh, 
little places around, especially I did this at the car wash and Ooh. they would get to come. Uh, I, and I did, uh, I did a golf course too. They could come through and wash their car. I could go play golf for free or I could go eat and, and have like little parties for the employees and we could go there and eat and have a great time and they could wash their car. Uh, yeah, I've done that. Great. Dustin, what about you? Oh, let's see, man. <laughs> You know, I, I've been married for about five years now. I haven't had a back rub in a minute. I, I would go the other way, but I ain't going to do that on the podcast. But, <laughs> but, uh, but <laughs> so anyways, I just knocked 600 bucks off of a ceramic coating job in exchange for five inch exhaust for my truck. So, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that oh, wow. So, just got, five inches, huh? That's all you yeah. need. Yeah, yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting for somebody. Five inches is plenty for happiness. That's it. Oh, you say that now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so not not six hundred bucks off a, a, off of a coating job in exchange for uh, my exhaust for this uh, plant flood I just bought. All right, man. Cool. Ben, what about you? You ever uh, you ever taken something other than cash or? Uh... Um, a while back uh i traded uh detailing somebody's uh pt cruiser and i was supposed to do the rv too but they ended up getting rid of the rv before i could uh, do that uh but uh traded my time for cleaning that for uh, a car he had out in the front yard it was uh one of the lincoln ls's 2000 and something and then it needed a timing chain and then i tore it all wow. apart I love and those it, cars. That sat like that, and I ended up just scrapping a car. <laughs> but oh, you scrapped it. You couldn't get it. You couldn't get it running again. Um, I didn't have the time to, or the money to put out for the timing chain and stuff like that to be able to actually fix it and drive it. So, yeah. Well, Nick would have grabbed it. Apparently, that was that's that's one of your OGs. Huh? Yeah. yeah, I love those cars. Hey, those were underrated cars. <laughs> Jaguar V8, is, Nick. Yeah, that, this is this isn't like nerd hour, but those are underrated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brandon. What about you? Have you uh, you taken any extra form of payments? Uh, same thing. I've done food. Uh, I did. There was a my favorite sandwich shop in the area shut down. I found out it was my neighbor. Did his car, and he gave me the made the secret sauce. He put in one of the one of the sandwiches that I really like. So I've definitely exchanged food and any services. If I can exchange services, I'm always down. All right, cool. Cool. Lucas. Uh, Volkswagen parts and Volkswagen accessories. <laughs> All right. Anything Volkswagen you're, you're down Pretty, or more Volkswagens themselves. I'm fine with that too. <laughs> I knew I liked this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I saw you grab some more slick the other day. That's cool, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I actually had a uh had a little party here on Saturday at the shop and uh my buddy was like um yeah, what what should I use to maintain the coating you did last spring? And I'm like, "Huh. Throw away that shit I gave you last spring. I found something even better." And I said, I'll tell you what, you give me some money, you Venmo me some money, I'll get get you a bottle on the way. So, yeah, that's for him. That's cool. That's cool, man. That's awesome. That's a good story. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Julian, what about you, brother? 
especially money or I, I imagine when you were doing all those crazy you you I mean a year plus ago you you were coming on the show showing us all kinds of crazy stuff that you were doing. Yeah, it was some really cool stuff. Um, it's got me. It's got me some really interesting places. So for me, it was in exchange for an experience, right? And that was going to be the racetrack. So in, um, basically in the Bay Area, there's a raceway called Thunder Hill Raceway. And I had a buddy of mine who was in a car racing group. And basically we went to Thunder Hill Raceway after we detailed one of his cars. And he invited me to this big event. And I was able to go on like three rides and like three different like sports cars. It was like super awesome. We went to like a C6 Corvette. Um, he had a track built for like his 2014 SI, his turbocharged. And then um, another one of the rides was like a, uh, like a Lotus Elise. So with that Lotus Elise, it's like a super lightweight, like basically sport car, right? And it's very, very small, very low to the ground. And But that thing, once it goes to the corners, it, you just hold on. You just have to hold on. So that's that's one of the things I've experienced as far as for like exchanging for services in a sense. It was so, pretty intense then, huh? Sound like a fun yeah. fun little time. Yeah, it was pretty intense. I loved it. But um, one little hiccup though, uh, I embarrassed myself the same day. So the thing is, is that on the last ride for the Lotus, uh, I was already like blown out strung out from all that all like all those rides because it's a full day event and um the night before i had some mexican food from like a little drive through spot i had some carne soda fries and it tasted great but oh no being in a race car in the lowest lease and the most loudest obnoxious you know small little sport car going at 80 miles per hour into the turns it's gonna get you a little bit of nausea nausea and i'm someone oh, no. known to have some nausea so <laughs> I literally threw up in my helmet. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, oh. I, it, it was my helmet, thankfully enough. It didn't get everywhere, just all my clothes. I had an extra set of clothes um, in my trunk, but it, it just, it wasn't like a great day after that. Oh. Um, I said, sorry to the guy. I said, hey, man, I'll, I'll give you a free interior detail. I said, no, no, man, you're good, you're good. Are you sure? And we, you know, basically just hit each other up. Uh, the same day, I just took the actual experience as an opportunity uh, to do a photo shoot. I did a whole little car photo shoot basically on the track. Uh, went to like the different spots on the turns and basically do some photos. And I sent some photos along the way. I appreciate that. That's the least you could do. Oh, that's awesome, man. That, wow. Crazy, crazy that it, uh, that it, I was getting some background, so I'm trying to mute everybody. Yeah. That was a bad background coming from somebody. Uh, wow. Threw up in the helmet, man. That's intense. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, all right. Brandon from Tim's. What about you? Have you taken, uh, some interesting forms of payment? I mean, South Carolina, I'm asking that you could get a little intense over there. I mean, I've traded for massages before. I bet you have. Hey, hey. <laughs> And then the, the lady I do the podcast with, I trade her every month for uh, being in her town guide and her uh, newsletter she puts out to the to the town every month. So I, I trade her out for that every month. Oh, okay, so you trade out for some advertisement. Yeah, she's awesome. Like I've got it's it's so worth it too to do it. it. Like I get so much work off that. It's ridiculous. That's cool, man. That's a great yeah. idea. 
Oh, good job. All right, let's close out with Mr. Walters. Uh, I know, imagine in Vegas, uh, he, he, might, he might get quite a few offers over there. What have yeah. you uh, taken <laughs> in alternative forms of payment? Well, you know, Marty knows I, I took in quite a bit of Ethereum for uh, some work, but I'm, I'm a little different than these guys. As soon as I hear somebody owns a business, I'm, I'm Mr. Tradeout. What do you guys do? Does it relate to me? Like my deionized system at the shop, some of my water tanks in my truck, some of my mechanics that take care of my stuff. I just trade out everything. I mean, if it, I, I mean, I've, I've gotten deals on cars to do detailing because guys didn't want them in anymore. I, I trade out everything. Uh, I just found that it's just more creates a bigger network for your business. Um, it doesn't even really matter to me how much I really need that person's service. It's just a nice connection because somebody's like, oh, well, they value what I do. And then later on, I can call them and say, hey, you know, uh, I, I recently did it with a print shop, you know, to do some stuff around the shop. And yeah, I'm, I'm Mr. Tradeout. So, I mean, I think everything. I mean, I've traded for probably the most recent, though, the biggest one was the DINI system that they ran through my shop for sure. Yeah, if you were thinking of like, you know, some other stories, yeah, we'll, stay, we'll save those for another time. We'll need a beer off the air for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, if you, if you, uh, you know, want those stories, you're going to have to buy a lot more slick. <laughs> <laughs> now, That's I, awesome. Everybody's stories, I think, are pretty much how mine are. You know, if I needed something, I'll trade it out. You know, I, I, I love that. I think that's the best part about being in business. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, especially the way you and Brandon trade out foot massages. I, I heard that. <laughs> Both of you like oh, to trade that out. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. Look, look, guys, it's been a long time since he picked up a polisher. He picked one up this week. He feels like, you know, he wants to bust chops. I mean, right? you know, back-to-back -back weeks pulling out a polisher. I get it, Marty. I'll be the brunt of your judgment. Man, and I did a damn good job, too. <laughs> i tell you what. I was pretty proud yeah. of myself. I feel you. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Had a good time. It's a good night, Derek. Great question. Dustin, it's great to hear of your success and everything that's going to be blown and going up in your, your neck of the woods. Ben, it was a pleasure to meet you uh, up in there in Canada. Thanks for hopping in, brother. Nice to meet you. Uh, Brandon, man, wish you a great week. I forgot to say last time, man, I, I like the new, di new dialed in hairdo, man. Looking slick up there. Yeah. Dress for success. Got it dialed in. Lucas, brother, good to see you. And uh, thanks for doing that uh, for your buddy, man. We really appreciate that. Julian, it was a pleasure. Brandon, thanks again, guys. Have a great night.